Helping our children and our and our families, being more mindful of what's going in their body, on their body, around their body, you know? Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. I am just like plunging into this interview with Madea Sahid, who just released a book, The Holistic RX for Kids, The Holistic RX for Kids. And she's a family doc and just on fire to really help people become empowered in not just their health, but in their children's health. As a family physician, she's seen these issues. As an OBGYN, I've seen generational issues. And I'm just really passionate about understanding what is um, under the surface, what is causing this. And it blows my mind when we look at the hormone disruptions and the chemicals and and um, the misinformation that's been um, generated. In this interview, Madiha shares some, Dr. Saeed shares some just mind-blowing statistics. The, you know, we say what we look forward to in the future, what we are dreading in the future of our next generations. So in our current, our current generation, our children, our adolescents, how can we help them be empowered? So we're going to dive into this interview. Medea shared a little bit of her story, just realizing that when she was like burning the candle at both ends as a physician, her husband, a physician, having children and just, you know, um, the things that you know, this instant in time where her baby was just kind of almost suffocating, almost suffocating. And that brought her to the reality, like she has to do things differently. She has to live in a different way herself. And she has to bring natural solutions to her children, her family. And it starts with her. And that's how she comes to give us this really awesome masterpiece called the Holistic Rx. Um, for kids. And I can't wait for you guys to meet her. She's got a lot of energy. So here we go. This is why I love your work. I'm going to record this because it's so good, right? I mean, because you can create healthier children, right? Healthier yes! children. So critical. So, I mean, it's, you know, thank you for sharing that. That's such a hard, I mean, that must have been terrifying. I mean, I, just terrifying. And I honor you for taking action and create and sharing your story and, and creating um, solutions, creating and solutions. And an that's agenda. what I did. Yeah, with this book is really, you know, I've been, you know, I'm a mom of four, my oldest is 14, my youngest is six. So I live this lifestyle. So what can we do as parents to raise mindful and resilient children? with a combination of integrative, holistic, functional medicine and parenting combined. So that's where then this book was 
birthed. <laughs> my 12 years of experience and research trying to raise my own children with both all with both of these amazing worlds together to raise these mindful children who are able to use the full brain to make a logical decision because their prefrontal cortex and their amygdalas are working in unison to make a rational decision. And we know that chronic inflammation that is widespread today, that children are becoming more sick, sicker and sicker than ever before because we're li living imbalanced lives. And this imbalance is actually leading to this inflammation. And then inflammation then is leading to a disconnect from the prefrontal cortex of the amygdala. And our children are making irrational decisions today, unable to use the full brain to make a rational decision. So there, it's like us versus you mentality, more anger, more violence. You know, they're unable to maintain relationships. And it's really sad. So the, but the thing is, there's so much hope. Right? There's so much hope. And I want to go back and make this connection real quick. I want to introduce you to my audience, Dr. Madiha Saeed. She's known as the Holistic Mom MD on social media. She's got 100,000, over 100,000 followers. She's reaching the world with her work. She's a board certified family physician. She's also worked in, in uh, you know, she's a huge health influencer and an international speaker. So her new book that I wanted her to present to you guys today to share with you is called The Holistic Rx or the Holistic Prescription, your guide to healing chronic inflammation and disease. And this is like the children's functional, part of the children's functional medicine book series. Um, she's also written uh, other children's books to help them understand what's going on with their body and take actions. And, and I just, I love what she's doing and I love the heart in which she's doing it with and the joy that she brings into her practice. And so, um, Madiha, you had you just talking about the story when you saw your your baby wrapped up, like swaddled and and nearly suffocating. Um, so help me with that connection. You took that moment, and what did you do? So that's when I made it my mission to raise these healthy brains and bodies in this crazy changing world. But then I had to first recognize that I myself was sick, and so I had to heal myself first. And I went on this own journey on healing myself. And then whatever I learned through integrative, holistic, functional medicine, I incorporated into my family's daily routine. So when I made it part of my daily routine, I made it part of their daily routine. And what is powerful is that, you know, holistically parenting these children, put their child's brain and body back into balance and really helps a child you know, it educates and empowers them to be more mindful of their bodies, emotions, you know, their soul. And so they're able to learn when they become out of balance, quickly fix it and increase their resilience. Just like what we're doing with ourselves, you know, and I feel like we need to then, what I was doing with myself, I was reciprocating with my kids. They were incorporating into their daily routine. And then I saw the power. It was so powerful that I literally can walk into my 10 year old. And, and I, he was meditating on his own. And when I asked him, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, he goes, oh, mom, I felt a little like irritated. And I think I was a little stressed. So I wanted to put my nervous system back into balance. So he was meditating on his own. So it's exactly when they see us do it, they do it. Same with my seven-year-old. I walked into him. <laughs> 
walking, walked in, and he was eating sauerkraut for breakfast. That was his breakfast. And when I asked, I'm like, what's going on? He goes, oh, mama, I woke up this morning and I felt a little agitated. And I think it was because I had the organic ketchup at Nana's house yesterday. And so I want to come in here, feed, feed my good friends in my belly. And if I can feed them, then my, when my belly feels better, my, my brain will- I love it. Making the connection. And we, we as adults need to make that connection, right? We yes. But as we're on our journey, we need to incorporate them and educate them alongside educating ourselves. Well, and I think it's so huge. So as a family physician and, and being in, in medicine for a while now, what have you seen happening with children's health over time? You know, I, I said at 13, so this is way back in the 1970s, right? I was volunteering at hospitals and always just looking and observing and, and learning, right? So just I've seen the... Um, you know, the, the popular and anyone listening to this, right? We've lived a while now, right? We've seen what's been happening over time in our, in our own population, like what's around us. What do you know to be true right now? I always ask my audience that, Mandiha, what do you know to be true right now? What's your intuition telling you? Because we really have to dig in and listen to that. And as a, you know, a scientist, right, as a physician, as a researcher, as a mom, that's been like, that's been my go-to is trusting the intuition, reading the science, understanding it, practicing the art of medicine, watching, learning, listening, observing, and, um, and what do I know to be true right now? What do I know to be true? And I think that's so important. So in, in medicine and family, I certainly in, in gynecologic health, I saw changes decade to decade to decade. And, and, um, and so curious in the pediatric population, what you're seeing as well. So much because chronic disease has literally quadrupled amongst children since 1960s. In 1994, one in every eight child had a chronic health condition. Now it's one in every two American children have a chronic health condition. With Wait, numbers what? A chronic health condition like asthma? Like what? Yes, asthma, allergies, ADHD, all of these. This is now 54% of American children have been diagnosed with a chronic health condition. And they say if we continue at the current trajectory, 80% of children by 2025 will have a diagnosed chronic health condition. We're getting sicker and sicker, bigger and bigger. Our brains are getting sicker. One in every six American child has at least one neurodevelopmental disorder like autism, ADHD, dyslexia, specifically specific learning disorders, communication disorders, sensory processing disorders, and so much more. ADHD, has increased 167%. Wow. Think about that. And they say, again, if we continue at the current trajectory, one in every four ch child will have autism by 2033. By 2033. Wow. Our children's brains and their bodies are suffering. When we get down to this, what is the cause? What are you finding that is the cause? I've got my own set of things, right? But I want to hear from you. What is causing this generational illness? I love that because in understanding the why or the what, we understand what the root cause of the suffering is. And that is our children's brains and bodies are completely out of balance because their lifestyles are out of balance. You know, they're living in a world today where we know that fast food and all these things are not good, but 
Our children today are living imbalanced lives with all this fast food than ever before, lack of diet variety, increased stress, lack of nature, increased environmental toxins, you know, negative social environment that all then contribute to this imbalanced child and inflammation. And we talked about the two main pieces because, you know, our what our child decides to wear, what they choose to eat, you know, the decisions that they make every day is all dictated by their brain. And if your child is constantly making the wrong decision, it actually doesn't benefit them nor the, nor the planet. And if they're constantly making the right decision, then that's good. But there's two main pieces, the critical players of your child's brain and our brain, that is really called neuroeconomics. And it's the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala. The prefrontal cortex is a more developed part of the brain, and that's responsible for rational decision-making. It examines the pros and the cons, and it really helps us, you know, think through our actions and after looking at the entire picture. But then we have the amygdala, which is a reactive part of the brain, and it's responsible for primitive fight-and-flight type of decision-making. And in order to make a rational decision, <laughs> you need to have both of these pieces working together. Absolutely children's brains and bodies are out of balance that's leading to chronic inflammation studies have actually shown that inflammation was found to decrease the strength of the connection between the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala so and then behavior and inflammation are intimately connected they actually did a research study at harvard and columbia and they saw that four thousand children in their study those children that had had behavioral problems at the age of eight actually were, when they checked their blood at the age of 10, had higher levels of two inflammatory markers, C-reactive protein and interleukin-6, which is a pro-inflammatory cytokine that's responsible for, you know, that's produced in response to like infections and tissue inflammatory, you know, tissue injury. So basically, even these behavioral issues was associated with inflammation in adulthood, showing the potential childhood childhood origin of adult inflammatory risk. And even, I know as an OBGYN, even pre-inflammatory in, inflammation was associated with behavioral problems. Researchers were found to, when they actually looked at the brain networks and brains in the children's brains and these babies, it reflected the degree of inflammation that their mothers experienced even in pregnancy. So those, the, the mothers that had higher interleukin-6 levels in pregnancy, when, they, when the child was assessed for working memory at the age of two, they actually scored lower. So this is, it's, you went back to your question, what's going on? <laughs> we overall are sicker as a world because of our imbalanced lives that's leading to that chronic inflammation that is not, and because we as mothers are sicker, we are then giving rise to sicker children, unfortunately. I, I mean, think that it's so critical. What we've seen, you know, CDC released a report that said in umbilical cord blood, there's 270 toxic chemicals, yes. many could be carcinogens. And what we see is that there's the generational. Like if we go back, Madiha, to even looking at diethylstilbestrol exposure. Yes you know, DES exposure, it was hailed that all women in pregnancy, you know, that want to have a full-time child for the sake of her pregnancy. I mean, this is how hard it was pushed for the sake of her pregnancy, for the sake of the 
life of this child, to have a full-term pregnancy, you need to have DES. From 1948 to 1971, this was, I mean, I've seen at, like I pulled up research on this because I'll be presenting in France on the food chain with world leaders from NASA to past presidents of, of a European Union. And I'm really excited about this opportunity because endocrine disruptors are a huge cause to the inflammation, hormone imbalance, gender identity confusion that we're seeing. That yes! is oh my gosh. The French study looking at the third generation. Those are words exactly from the French study looking at the third generation of DES exposure. Third generation increase. So DES was given to women, to our audience, that were um, exposed to, so they were exposed to this diethylstobestrol, a synthetic estrogen type of um, hormonal intervention to help a woman have a full-term pregnancy to decrease the risk of, of preterm birth or miscarriage. It didn't work. And, um, and it was FDA approved and it was hailed and it was well advertised. And um, over 10 million doses in the US that we know, five to 10 million, I don't know why the range is five to 10 million, but so I would say close to 10 million doses were given or 10 million prescriptions were written. And um, so, you know, 10 million babies, up to 10 million babies were exposed in the first generation. And we saw at eight years old, young girls coming with vaginal cancer time and time again. We saw this in girls as young as eight years old. And we saw boys with um, undescended testes or testicular torsions or, and then that led into adulthood to infertility and the, um, and, um, and what we and cancer risk of increased uh, gynecologic as well as, as as testicular or penile cancer in men, cancers in men in general. And so you know we look at that and think, huh, wow. And now the French did a third generation study, so looking at those that those that had exposure, you know, again increased risk of infertility, but those that had exposure through the mom mm -hmm. that child now um, has a child. And now what's happening with this third generation? They're in there, like, again, that was exact. I was born in 1966. So I am part of that um, complex picture, likely. And so the children of those women then have increased risk of infertility, increased risk, and then the constant, the hormone disruption, the French describe it as gender identity confusion. If we look at hormone disruption over time, this, mm -hmm. is, this is what we're seeing. We're seeing wow. these in the third generation. And we certainly know tox certain toxic chemicals can go through five generations that we know Absolutely. of today. And I think it's a huge part of the inflammation, the insulin resistance, the hormone yeah. disruption, the earlier symptoms of, of PMS or disruption, like, you know, puberty, okay, puberty is puberty. I mean, there's a, a, a healthy, normal transition. Menopause is menopause, like suffering is optional, right? But the increase in hormone disruption and inflammation, we have increased suffering and we have to pay attention to this. We have to um, clean up our food chain. And as much as, right, as much as we do, that there's more to be done. We are fighting mass media and marketing. Yes, absolutely. Because I mean, if you think about it, there's like thousands of chemicals that are new chemicals that are really released regularly. And we have no idea what those effects are even of these chemicals and these toxins. I mean, let's just look at, we talked about hormone balance and insulin resistance and you know how the endocrine disruptors are really messing us up. I mean, I, it just blew my mind that prenatal BPA exposure 
can actually, there's been associations been made between prenatal BPA exposures and the differences in the child, children's brain microstructure. Oh, and let's stop on that because BPAs are found in baby bottles, right? Yes! BPAs in baby bottles and we heat those baby bottles, right? I mean, so, you know, I mean, and this, I'm guilty, right? A busy mom, pump breast milk, put beautiful breast milk in plastic bottles so, you know, they could be fed while I was working 80 hours a week in residency, right? So, like, then I worked with glass bottles and I'm going to have many of those you can drop and shatter till you're like, oh my God, okay. (laughs) So that's a whole nother story, but I mean, it is important. And these are little changes that can make a difference. And we're big on reusable bottles, right? And, and I have a shaker bottle, it's BPA free. So mm-hmm. I think, and then we don't want to put anything hot in it, no. but stainless steel, you guys, I love stainless steel. I'm a big fan of um, these reusable bottles and shaker cups. I use ice shaker for their beautiful blender bottle shaker cups. And again, don't heat plastic. Don't heat it. No, because you're really destroying umbilical cord blood. And we are, we do know it's a hormone disruptor. It can affect fertility Mm and more. So much more. Yeah. And now they're seeing the association between their brains and the child children's behaviors. So it's really important. And that's what, again, I work out with my children and my patients. And this is what I talk about in holistic parenting is helping our children and our, and our families being more mindful of what's going in their body, on their body, around their body. You know? Let's, let's reverse it because the holistic prescription for kids, I want you to talk about that more because we want to reverse the, um, like, and I have had uh, colleagues, right? My fellow colleagues, and I've worked with autistic children and reversed the, um, reversed the symptoms, reversed the diagnosis. And it is a challenge. Probably the hardest thing a parent is going through when they're working with anything the child is suffering from, especially with autism, autoimmune disease, cancer, tumors. And we're seeing this now where I didn't see, I wasn't trained in these areas, very little exposure to this in, in medicine and training. Um, and now it, it is part of routine, like education for understanding these childhood illnesses. And so a very new ep- you know, epidemic, a very new epidemic that you said, what, by, what were those statistics again, Madiha? For autism, one in every four children will have autism by 2033. Yes, it's craziness. It, it breaks my heart, right? I'd be, you know, hopefully having grandbabies in, right? Yes, so- it does. Oh my gosh. And, you know, especially with the United Nations saying we only have 60 harvests left. And then now you look at like, so already the planet is suffering and then we have our future. So when you put those two pieces together, it really is scary. But there's so much hope that we as parents, as caregivers or grandmothers, as aunts and uncles can really, you know, empower our future generation to make these changes into their daily lifestyle to empower their future. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I want to circle back. What can we do? We have a child with ADD, a child with autism, a child with anxiety, depression, mood swings, right? This is this is critical. Um, and, and what do we do? What's the holistic RX? I know you guys get the book, first of all. Yeah. I put the, I put the book in. <laughs> so like, Oh my gosh, so good, right? Really so good. A wealth of information, you guys, with her passion behind it. But um, we'll, we'll send you to this link to get 
the book. Certainly it's everywhere uh, books are sold, but the holisticrx.com forward slash kids dash books dash bonuses. The link is in the, the show notes below this video. So be sure to get that and gift that. That Aww. comes out tomorrow, you guys. It comes out tomorrow. I mean, this is something every every parent, every friend of a parent, you guys just, I mean, just the information that we're giving, understanding why our choices matter, our consumer choices matter. And, matter. Um, and you know, because everyone else is doing A, B, and C doesn't mean we have to. I deal with that a lot. Oh my gosh, uh, they can have chocolate croissants anytime they want it. And, yeah. good. <laughs> and I cannot, I cannot, I cry about that every once in a while. I love pity party. I'm good. Otherwise. No, I do too. Me too. I was like, no, because they're like, don't let them eat anything. They're kids. And as grandparents, now you're going to, they're going to, you're going to need to spoil them. And if you're not going to spoil them the way that everybody else is spoiling them, <laughs> it's terrible. We got to change this dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. So talk about so the where do we start? RF. Okay. Where I start, I have started here for the last 15 years. And, and that is gratitude. Because science has proven over and over and over that gratitude and optimism strengthen the connection between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, improving overall health and well-being. In today's world, we are living in a world of negativity and fear and stress because we, our kids are literally waking up to negativity. You know, they're seeing it at their schools. They're, you know, what about social media and then television? Basically, they're immersed. And especially when your child has this chronic health condition, that's literally sometimes all you can see as a mother, as a grandparent, like, oh my God, like you're worried obviously for this child. But if we can start to now take this focus off of just, you know, this one thing that may be going wrong with the child or we're going wrong in your life, you know, but look at it as there's so many, look at all these blessings that we've been blessed with. Because that in and of itself can really start to, lower inflammation in this child's brain and body, start to concentrate on all these things that are going right in their lives to improve heart rate variability. And just, I mean, studies have shown over and over and over that the incorporating these gratitudes, words of appreciation, helping your child find purpose can all optimize their brain and body connection. So starting with gratitude is really important. Then I circle back over to, um, you know, your stress, sleep, social health. Because again, stress, we're stuck on these world, on these devices and they were getting these dopa, these kids are so used to because stresses and they're going to the social media and they're getting these dopamine hits <laughs> and then they're getting addicted. And so if we can incorporate some sort of stress management technique into their daily routine. I mean, I can go into the science of all of that, but incorporating these you know, stress management, nature, play, mindfulness, meditation, <laughs> And even, you know, studies have shown that when a mother is pregnant and has high levels of stress, her child actually, brain her, the child actually has increased risk of ADHD and other chronic health conditions. So again, this is something that you as a parent should manage yourself. And then also incorporate these into your child's daily routine. Um, my kids love, as soon as they get up in the morning, they, we sing our grateful song and our thankful song to put our mind in that gratitude world. And then obviously after my hugs that I get in the morning, and then they go out into the nature, they go ground, they play, they pick up you know, our fruits and vegetables from our garden. 
um, they'll do their deep breathing, you know, either in the middle of the day. So we've incorporated these me, me these pieces into their daily routine. And then obviously focusing on this sleep, making sure they optimize their sleep and then uh, social, keep people around them are really gonna lift them up, not drag them down. But when it comes to the children that, that are dealing with these chronic health conditions, the gut is a really important place to start because of the fact that we know that there's a direct connection between our gut and our brain. They're constantly talking to each other. So when it comes to the brain, a leaky gut can also be causing brain inflammation, affecting brain hormone production. For every message that goes from the brain that goes down to the gut, there are nine messages that are coming from the gut all the way up to the child's brain. So these messages can influence your, your brain's response to the stressful situation, activation of the brain's immune system, the adaptability of these new cells to learn, like neuroplasticity, even um, brain hormone production that really controls how our brain works, and even the growth of these new brain cells, neurogenesis. So really, this the microbiome is really important to help a child's brain develop fully and to lower that inflammation. And again, sticking to nutrients because studies have shown that these nutrients, right? We know that they regulate every single chemical reaction in the child's body. And studies have shown that those children that eat like a rainbow of whole fruit foods packed with color, fiber, nutrients, minerals, good fats actually can have those, those children have, have healthier brains, less violent and improved behavior and body. So in my house, we go down a list. Vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats. And this is why I love the work that you do. <laughs> we do, we focus Thank on you. vegetables. Green in your house. Protein, healthy fats. Yes, because you, anytime you want to put food in your belly, you want to make sure that it balances three things. You want to make sure that it heals your gut bacteria and keeps your gut bugs happy. You want to make sure that it balances your insulin and glucose levels. Right. And then you want to make sure it's the most nutrient dense foods for you. So in my house, we have like a vegetable drawer. We have a fruit drawer, but they go vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats. And then they'll have like rainbow foods. So that's really what they do to optimize, you know, their overall health and making it easy and fun. Right. And that's what it should be. And I mean, not saying that my, my kids don't get you know, cookies and cakes and all those things. What I've done in my house is those are treats and we've changed them up. So for example, after they've had their vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats, they can then choose what kind of dessert they want. We can either go for fruit or they'll do like an almond flour <laughs> baked good and just a little bit because because it's made out of almond flour, they're satiated. So there's so many ways that they can incorporate that, but they know to go vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats. Mm -hmm. So they get that. So, and that's what I've been teaching them since very young um, to keep, again, their hormones balanced. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, did you see the statistic? Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was go just ahead. looking. There's a statistic. The CNN came out, I mean, in July. CNN had this entire statistic where, which it really scared me. <laughs> you know, it was that during this pandemic, diabetes has doubled in children. Doubled. Wow. I know. Yes. So I'm like, okay, you know, I know there's a stress that's leading to increased cortisol and blood sugar balance, you know, blood sugar balance up. 
But the food that they're eating. So if we're just going to keep on going through our sugary, snacky type food that's going to raise our insulin and blood sugar, leading to insulin resistance, that's going to mess up, you know, leading to brain and body function dysfunction. And so it's important to then really have them focus on things that they can eat, right? Lots of vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats, and the rainbow. And and that's critical to decrease inflammation in the brain to support serotonin, like supporting the gut microbiome, like the sauerkraut, the fermented foods, the the, um, brain gut connection, how important that is for attention, right? And how healthy fats are important for attention. Oh my gosh. And And unfortunately, sugar, how important that is for attention, right? Yes. Because unfortunately our children today are deficient in a lot of these foods. I mean, we know that 90% of Americans are deficient in some of these nutrients, mm-hmm. but a lack of protein actually results in, um, in a cascade of negative consequences at the brain level, decreased brain volume, altered hippocampus formation, and even omega-3 fatty acids. We're so deficient, our kids are deficient, and they need that to protect their brain, help them with memory, they have need faster processing speeds. <laughs> You know, so it's really important to make sure that they get so that through a balanced <laughs> diet. Now, if, it, if you need to add supplementation, where do you typically start with supplementation in children? So I definitely do start with, you know, vitamin D is one, right? Because we need vitamin D for so many biological processes that go on, mm-hmm. uh, along with fish oil and probiotics. So they actually did a study specifically with a vitamin D that seven out of 10 United States children have low vitamin D levels after studying 6,000 children. So remember these deficiencies can actually lead to problems starting prenatally. So they actually, the studies showed that mother's vitamin D levels during pregnancy was associated with their children's IQ levels. Wow. Wow. And also insulin resistance, right? And insulin resistance. So all of that. So so because we are deficient as mothers, unfortunately, then our children are also deficient, especially if you're especially when you're breastfeeding and you don't have like a level over I believe 50. Sorry, you got away from the microphone a little bit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, especially if you're deficient while breastfeeding. Our children are really deficient in vitamin D. So I really start with the vitamin D. And then, um, and then, yeah, then the fish oil and then probiotics. We're truly trying to get the probiotics through food, right? With like the sauerkraut and the kimchi and all these different fermented pickles, so delicious. Mm-hmm. And in my, for, what I do in my house is I really incorporate it with the, the, the children's breakfast in the morning because I'm like, otherwise it's a little bit difficult to get it in throughout the day, especially for kids. And so I find that's really simple to incorporate with breakfast. They get their, you know, their eggs or their protein and whatever that is with their smoothie. <laughs> I love that my daughter loves smoothies. We, she makes a keto green smoothie almost every day. And, you know, we add in the maca, use the keto green shake. She'll put in green. She'll put in fresh frozen berries in her. Yes. And, and so, and she's just like, the other day I was like, you know, honey, what do you want for dinner? And she's like, do you want to, will you make me a smoothie? I'm like, oh, that's yes! great. I was like, okay, that's a good dinner. And I can guarantee that's, that's healthy. Cause you know, especially we're on the road a lot with rodeos too on the weekends. Wow. So having like just being in tune with what your body really needs and the more kids can enjoy it, right. Be part of it, create yes. it. And, um, and again, that's by design, they'll feel better. And I love what your 
child, you know, you started with saying, okay, he had that kind of like a funky feeling belly. So he's like, okay, or a little anxious. And so he's like, okay, I need, I need some brain food. Let me have some sauerkraut. I mean, how, how cool is that? Right. And so our food does, you know, affect our behavior. Our food affects our behavior. And I love that you start with gratitude. It's certainly part of your part of your spiritual practice, right? And it's part of mine and that increases oxytocin, right? And yeah, so you know, important. Yeah, and so that that focus on what is good, what we're grateful for and training up our children early and those around us and training ourselves early to step back and focus on what we are so grateful for, focusing on all the things in our day that we can be thankful for and, and shifting from a sense of lack or, or not having to a sense of being full and having. And that focus, what we focus on expands, right? Yes, I love it. And just like we're trying to work on ourselves, we need to then, you know, incorporate these with our children. Because remember, this is really a state, you know, really gratitude and all these things it's important to be mindful. And that's what I want the children to do. Because remember, you know, what I talk, where I sort of coin, coin as like holistic parenting, that helps raise mindful children. And mindfulness allows us to see our internal and external worlds clearly, showing us how best to respond and be fully aware at multiple different levels of perception all at once. So my children, because I've taught them over the years that you know, if you're feeling this way, maybe this is off. And, you know, like that was from very, very beginning, you know, they're looking at their stools. They're like, oh, wait, you know, <laughs> I have a little diarrhea. And then I'm like, oh, so what, what do you think could have caused that? You know, like really bringing it back to that. Or even, you know, if they're feeling frustrated, are, are we, have we been doing a gratefulness or gratitude lately? Or, you know, how's your sleep? How's your social? How's your spiritual? You know, all of these pieces. So the kids now have gotten to a point where they're able to take a, step back when they're feeling that way before it even becomes a problem, assess the situation, correct it, just like we're trying to do, correct it on their own without, you know, without you bribing them. So yes, it's so important to have children to be really understanding and bring these skills that they need to, to really for self-empowerment and resilience. Oh, yeah, no, no, so true. And then, so you wrote Holistic RX for Kids, Holistic Prescription for Kids. Show this. This is coming out tomorrow, you guys. So get yes. this book. And who should get this book? Who did you write? Oh, grandparents, parents, aunts and uncles, right? Anybody that is really taking care of their children or even thinking to get pregnant. So if you're not even there yet, it's really how to, because I do talk a lot about what you can do preconception wise and what things affect fatally. So I really dive into that. And um, the first part of the book actually goes into what's going on with our kids, like we discussed, what we can do about it, even diving into common dilemmas, parenting dilemmas from anywhere from newborns to almost adult children <laughs> with their trauma and their bullying and, you know, sleep issues, really figuring that out. Um, and then how to really improve those social connections, stress, sleep, social, spiritual, digestive health and detoxification. And then I go into recipes and if a child is sick, what to do about it, holistic mom MD's guide to improving children's health. She created wild child sheets in this book. Because during the first 36 year, uh, months of development of, of the child, their brain is developing at an extraordinary rate. 
So if we can start to incorporate at each one of those levels from two weeks all the way to three years, what we can do to incorporate into their daily routine to help, you know, their brain and body function. Oh, I love it. I love it. Do you have a chapter in there on, on acne for youth? So that one is, yeah, well, we talk about insulin resistance a lot and we talk about yes, there's acne in there. That's, I mean, like the first one, I really dive into that one. Uh, the first book that I wrote is called The Holistic Rx, Your Guide to Healing Chronic Inflammation and Disease. And that's where the acne supplements, homeopathics, acupressure points, and aromatherapy. But both of them have that. Yes. Okay, okay good. Good. Could always use some backup. I could use some Yes, backup. absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Right, Wendy, I tell everyone where they can find you and find your book. Yes, please. You can check me out on Holistic Mom MD. I'm so incredibly honored. The books are all on Amazon. I actually have a functional medicine children's book series also that's coming out. Uh, Adam's Healing Adventures is the first one from sickness to health using the functional medicine approach too, because we talked about it in the interview. So that really is for kids. And then um, this is all about rainbow foods and how each one of those foods, how it benefits the body and then why, why we should stay away from sugar. And then the Holistic Rx for kids, parenting healthy brains and bodies in this crazy changing world on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. Thank you so much. I love it. And then the, we put a link in here for your book bonus page, the holisticrx.com forward slash kids dash book dash bonuses. So when they just enter in the, um, their receipt ID, they can get these um, shopping list, <laughs> fast meal saving ideas. <laughs> Um, sleep training cheat sheets. Oh my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you've got great testimonials here on this page. David Promutter, Mark Hyde. Yes, I know. I'm so like, this has been such a blessing. Yeah, yeah. So great. You guys check that out. And as always, you know, really, Medea, thank you for sharing this knowledge, your information with our community. I'm just really blessed to be here with everyone today and, I, and especially for sharing what Medea is birthing into the world to help us all really get, to, get in touch with what works, what doesn't work, help us have the strategies to eliminate the things that are distractions and destructive. So I thank you guys for being here. I'm sure you know someone I've seen that we've been, our, our show here has been shared on Facebook. And I want to thank you guys so much for, for sharing and telling your friends about this episode. This is something we all need to check in with. These statistics are alarming and there's something we can do about it and we can start now. Like my big thing is like snacks in school and all that stuff. You don't need it, right? You don't need it. If they have like you said, you know, a good vegetable, a, you know, again, I would say a low carb vegetable. We want their blood sugar to be stable. If yes. they need snacks because their blood sugar is going up and down constantly. And um, it, it's really disruptive to their, you know, to their mental health being, let alone ours. Well, the same is true in kids. So if you're adding in that healthy fat, that clean protein choice, you know, that's really critical. And then the fiber and from the greens, from the vegetables, the probiotics from nature and, you know, and then you know, so, so many good nuggets in this conversation. And thank you, Madiha. Thank you, Dr. Saeed for being here with us today. Oh my God. It's been my incredible honor. It was such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for all the work you do. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. All right.
When we think about our children, we become protective in general. I always tell my daughters, I'm mama wolf, right? Like I am going to be, give you some tough love, but let anyone come near you, try to harm you, I'm mama wolf, right? And, and I, I, know, I know most of you, all of you feel the same way, right? We want to protect and we want to protect the future generations. It's so important we protect our health and the health of our elderly. And it's even you know, a thousand times more important that we protect the health of our future generations. And longevity does start in the womb. I am very passionate about this. I'm passionate about the um, chemicals that are in our food chain that are going from uh, generation to generation innocently, right? We didn't intend for that to happen, but it's been happening. And we are seeing children sicker and sicker. And it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. And I know it breaks yours. We need to look around, keep our eyes open to see what all these layers and layers of uh, hormone disruptors, toxic chemicals, uh, inflammatory substances are and what they're doing in our systems. Certainly I can do better. It's always about making the next right step. So I know you get that too. And I'm really committed to, to providing you with the knowledge and the information to empower you to do it. And also so that you want to do it. You know the why. It's not just the should, but the why. Why we want to do it and why we want to do it for ourselves and why we want to do it for a future generation. And, you know, even like, you know, I've had... Um, um, a, a long discussions with my children about this. And I do have a beautiful pregnant daughter right now who is showing and um, I will, I'm gratefully receiving that I will be a grandmother um, next year. And I just, I'm just like so emotional around it. Right. And just wanting to just create a, you know, bubble around, around my daughter and her unborn child at this time. And, feeling that mama wolf come out in me. So you guys may hear me a little bit more vocal with these endocrine disruptors than you've probably ever heard me be, that it's really touching home. And as I see it evolve in, in children and, and beautiful young women coming to me with infertility issues in their 20s, right? And, and hormonal issues in their 20s. And as I am working on helping that generation have a really healthy, healthy, safe, you know, pregnancy, clean pregnancy and delivery through the education that I'm giving, through the products that I create, through, you know, the, the um, hopefully some of the inspiration here, right? It's, it comes from, you know, from everything we talk about, what we're putting on our skin, oral health, from our gut microbiome, from vaginal health. I mean, there's no area so far that I've left untouched. <laughs> All right. Yes. Pun intended. So um, I encourage you guys to keep communicating with me. What do you want to hear? How can I help you more? What information will support you in making your next right step? In my beautiful Girlfriend Doctor Club and community, we talked about that. Why do we self-sabotage? Why sometimes does it feel like we're going one, two steps forward and, and one or two steps back? And, and what is the reason for that? And we're really working in community to continue our momentum forward. And that's a really big help that we are in community and that we are in this together. I do this for me because I do it for you, right? I do this for me because I do it for you. I do it for you because I do it for me. And if we take that approach and we link arms and somewhat inadvertently 
always ask the question that you needed to hear the answer to. So I ask you, what is your question? What do you want to ask me, your girlfriend doctor? Shamelessly, guiltlessly, don't hold back, right? Don't hold back. I'm here to help you. And I love being your girlfriend doctor. Thank you for listening to this episode, sharing this episode and sharing the information in the future. I am uh, so, so blessed and grateful to have you in my community. Thank you.